Hello. We have a reservation, a table for four podcasts under the name Sad Styles Productions. On Tuesday, Mikey and Andrew get into the Euro Cup spirit by playing Mega Man Soccer. What the? We are losing money on a special day when we make bets on the U.S. Open this Wednesday on Losing Money with Andrew Bascom. On Thursday, Wendell Clark joins the sign-off and weighs in on how fighting is marketed in the modern NHL. Also on Thursday, the Jackass crew begins their stump-by-stump breakdown of season two of the TV show Jackass. What are you guys thinking? Should we? Yeah, okay. Can we grab another round of Sad Styles Productions because it's time to get into it. He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. What's up, losers? And welcome to Losing Money with Andrew Bascom. My name is Andrew Bascom, and this is your 20-minute sports gambling podcast where we discuss the US Open. US Open. What's that? US Open. Yes, we are back. Special time, special place. I always lament the fact that we don't make enough picks for golf, but because of our schedule, we're not allowed to. We're coming out on a Wednesday this week, so we can make picks for another major golf tournament, the U.S. Open. Golf is one of the best things to gamble on, because there are multiple ways you can do it. You can do it on daily sports. Hello, Thrive Fantasy. You could be doing it through traditional gambling, you know, taking an outright winner, but that has to wait four days, and that's why you get long odds on it. Or you could do top 5, top 10, top 20. You could be doing daily picks. Who's going to be the round leader? Who in the group is going to have the best round? I love it because there's a little bit of everything. You think a big hunk of meat Bryson DeChambeau is going to have a good round in his grouping? Minus 115? Love it. Well, that's a traditional bet, just like betting the Bucks or the Nets. 115? Love it. But you could also be taking long odds. Like, who would have seen Phil Mickelson winning? And that would have been long odds so you could get in the thousands. A simple dollar bet can win you a ton of money. That's why golf is really, really fun. Also... Isn't it all about entertainment still? So, like, you get to put your money down and, you know, be enraptured by the television for four days in a row, hopefully. Or two days, and then you re-bet everything after the cut. I'm so excited by it. We get to talk about the U.S. Open. But before we get to the golf, we need to recap. Recap! Last week's episode. So, last week we talked about UFC 263. Four picks that we made. Two championship fights. And you know what? Some days you just don't got it. (laughs) I, I swung and a miss on a couple of the big ones. You know you're not having a very good card when the two championship fights go not the way you wanted. So let's start. Let's start. Let's start from the bottom here. My guy, Bilal Muhammad, the gambler and I, the MMA buddies, the gambling guys. We love Bilal Muhammad. Bilal Muhammad won at minus 225 over Damian Maya. And to be honest, kind of made it look really good. Damian Maya looks slow and lumbering. And he is, you know, rather old. I, I, everyone gets to that point where it's like, he looks really good for his age. And then in a split second, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It'll come for all of us. It'll come for all of us one day. One day, Tom Brady will get knocked down, and he'll come up a little weird. And you're like, hmm, that's strange. But up until that moment, you're like, he is killing Father Time. He is murdering Father Time in front of his family. Bilal Muhammad won, minus 225. He also won via decision. Shocking. I know. Stop the presses. Mr. Decision himself won by decision at a plus 105. We had both of those. So that's the good news. So we're starting off nice and high. And then we keep going from here. Leon Edwards did win, but it was a minus 500. So what are you going to do? Minus 500. Ugh, whatever. There was a ton of money coming in on Nate Diaz, and they still didn't move the line. Because that's how much people were like, Nate Diaz isn't going to win. What are you doing? And for four and a half rounds, you were completely correct. And then the last half round, Nate Diaz got one punch in. Leon Edwards went straight, much like Damian Maya during the whole fight. And just... Uh-oh, uh-oh, he needs to skate through the last 30 seconds here. Uh, I guess that's why you put Nate Diaz in, and I guess all that dismissive talk I put in uh, last episode, yeah, maybe, maybe maybe didn't age very well. 
you know, I was saying how, why is this a five-round fight? Why is this a five-round fight? That's why it's a five-round fight. Nate Diaz wants it to be a five-round fight because he knows at the end, if it was a three-round fight, we'd be laughing. We'd be like, well, Nate Diaz needs to retire. That was brutal. That was 30-27 Leon Edwards. But 30 seconds left in the fifth round, he gets one left jab in, and all of a sudden, Leon Edwards can't see straight. Oh, boy. So, uh, God, that means we're going to see more Nate Diaz, like in two years or something like that, something absurd. He'll be moving up to 205, and he'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, that's totally cool. Nate Diaz is coming back out there. And for Leon Edwards, I think he's like in title contention. It's either him or Colby for uh, Usman's belt, but he looked really good. You know, like, I I, I don't want to say I don't blame him for not paying attention the whole time, but like he was so clearly like in the bag with winning five straight rounds that it was like, oh God, he hit me? Jesus, I didn't even know he could do that. And the other one, too, is I've seen some internet reaction to... Well, this is always a bad start of any conversation. I've seen some internet reaction, uh uh-oh, to thinking Nate Diaz won. In what goddamn... I want to strap them next to me, like Clockwork Orange, and go like, let's watch the fight together. Which part part do you think he won in? Hmm? Hmm? He didn't even win the fifth round, and he almost knocked him out. Like, come on, get get out of here. Get get out of here with that nonsense. And then we get to the two championship fights. I got tipped off that the Figueredo weight cut was really, really bad. But to be honest, in a lot of ways... Weight cuts that have been strenuous in the past have actually had very little result in the actual fight. It's something that people like sh- like to show. And unless it's like, yeah, the weight cut, they couldn't compete. Like, oh, they needed to drop out. Okay, that's one thing. But if they like struggled and got through, that actually has not been a huge precursor to losing uh, in the next day. So D- D- Davis and Figueroa, uh having that was like, okay, that sucks. But he is a big 125. But okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let it fly. I shouldn't have Brandon Moreno at plus 185 tapped him out and looked really good while doing it. So my Figueredo minus 230 and via KO ugh, plus 170 did not pay off. Um, good for Moreno. I like I don't really know what's going to be next for him because like he's he does have a few losses on his on his uh, record. So I I who knows what his next fight's going to be and whether he is this guy or it's just a really good style fight for him. And then the biggest swing and miss, uh, Israel Asanya at minus 265 beat Marvin Vittori. Uh, yeah, we had Vittori at uh, plus 210 and via decision at plus 420. Hey, it went to decision. Do I get any bonus points for that? No. Oh, okay. Well, I was just checking. Here's the thing. This is gambling. If you were just telling me, pick pick a guy who's going to win, I'd be like, well, Israel Asanya, if there's no stakes and no weights. But if you tell me at plus 210, I get the other guy. Hmm, interesting. Except it, it wasn't that. Israel looked really good at middleweight, and that's the reason why he's undefeated in the weight class, and he is still one of the true superstars of the sport, in a sport that doesn't have a ton of superstars. Conor McGregor is not a superstar. Not anymore. He is as popular as he's ever been. That's a different thing. But is he at the best as he's ever been either? No. And those two things didn't align at the same time. When he was the best fighter in his weight class, he was not the most popular as he's ever been. Israel might be the most popular he's ever been right now, and at the top of his game. It's truly incredible. He is must-see television. So there we go. Israel Sanya making me look stupid, and a lot of people look stupid all across the world. Good for you, last style bender. Ugh, yeah. So we go from, obviously, the two neighboring sports that have so much in common, mixed martial arts and golf. I am so excited to make my picks for the U.S. Open coming up right after the break. Time to read some ads. TryFantasy.com. Your daily player fantasy props and esports player props. Ooh. The search is still out. I want more esports things. I want to gamble on it. I also feel like that might be up there with the one of the easiest sports to rig, but okay, one thing at a time here, one thing at a time. Actually, in most sports infancy, that is usually the time that you can rig the match. Somebody takes a dive, somebody, you know, whatever, rigs it intentionally. 
I'm not saying I like that. That is cheating. I do not like that. Do not put those words in my mouth. But if I can make money off of it, I will listen. I'm not saying like, hey, what am I, stupid? No, I'm ethical, but I'm smart and flexible. Thrive Fantasy, great place to be playing uh, the US Open this week. If there are golfers that you like, which we do, and we will describe them in detail coming up in a bit here, whether you like them over under certain shots, over under certain other people's scores, who do you like to win? This ThriveFantasy.com. And at this time, they are doing an instant match deposit. Up to $50, you deposit. They match that, give you another $50. What? Come on, you get $50? I don't have $50. Can you give me $50? Okay, that's how we're going to rig it. You deposit it, get an extra $50. You take out $50. Give me $50. Now we both have $50. We just esports rigged our way through this. Pretty good, right? ThriveFantasy.com. Don't launder money. Thrive Fantasy and losing money with Andrew Bascom in no way endorse money laundering. This was all a parody and for humor only. Go about your business. <laughs> Okay, and we are back on Losing Money with Andrew Bascom. We are going to be talking about the U.S. Open, the 161st running of the U.S. Open at beautiful Torrey Pines, California. So where are we at narrative Why? Where are we at? So obviously Phil Mickelson's miraculous and somewhat stupid um, win at the last major leaves the U.S. Open up for his career Grand Slam, which is kind of mind-melding that he's never done that. We can also maybe see a fist fight between Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau. Who knows? That would be a little bit like a King Kong Godzilla type situation. Let them fight. Whoever wins, we lose, because then they'll have beautiful human flesh blood and whatever the hell they're putting into their bodies, and they'll come for destruction on the gallery. Do we have John Rahm make it a bounce back after his really heartbreaking COVID diagnosis? Like, man, I'm not laughing because he's okay, so, you know, whatever. Everything's okay, but that was, like, genuine television. Like, tell me, uh, a screenwriter couldn't come up with something so good. After three rounds, he's kicking the crap out of the field. He's on the green, walking off, and the officials go, like, hey, you have COVID. You got to pull out. And he, like, literally goes to his knees because he had to only drop a few cool million on that one. But that being said, I brought up Rom. I brought up Brooks Kepka. I brought up Bryson DeChambeau because people like them this week. And we are seeing the most money on the board is going towards 45-1 to 1 at Phil Mickelson. Well... This will not shock you, losers, to listen and think, what does Andrew think about this? And I go, hmm, that's funny. Let me tell you, losers. That's stupid. Don't do that. That's really bad. Why would you do that? Even if you're right. Now nah, you won't be. You won't be right. Let that, that, is there a bet out there that I can be he won't win? I don't care what it is. Minus 5,000? Yeah, let's do it. He won't win. The U.S. Open tournament has shifted in years. When I was growing up, it used to be over accuracy, over distance. It used to be the guys that were pinpoint accuracy. Your Jim Furyk, your Lee Jansons, your Corey Pavins. And now it has gone more towards, you know, kind of the bombers and, you know, things like that. Bryson and Dustin and Brooks Kepka and Gary Woodland was on there. You know, like these guys with huge amounts of distance. It's a big shift. And you got to think, is this a continuing trend? Is this just the way golf is going? Is it the fact that golfers hit it further? Where does the truth lie? So with that being said, here's the picks that we're going to be putting on for the U.S. Open. Let's start with the longest odds first. I like Chan Kim. Chan Kim to win is 750 to 1. So let's be real. He's not winning. I'm only telling you what it's like to win because you could imagine what it's like to win that money. It's like buying a lottery ticket. You're like, hmm, private jets. Like I said, he's not going to win, but he is worth looking at a top 20, top 40. Right now as a top 5, he's plus 6,600, and a top 10, he's plus 2,800. As of time of release, they're still releasing the top 30 and top 40s, so we're going to be updating that more over at Losing Money WAB. Ooh, first time, first time for that. Where we release our daily picks and recaps. Oh, oh yeah, recap. For all the picks we make on the episode. So Kim is usually one of the longest hitters, if not the longest in Japan, and just like literally blew away the U.S. Open qualifying field in California, even to get into this event. He was also 23rd in the PGA Championship, which he gained almost six strokes of ball striking. 
He's got five wins in Japan, including two majors, on courses that aren't really set for to cater to bombers. He just happens to also be able to do that. He played in Arizona State. He's a lot of amateur golf in the West Coast. And so I just, while he's unknown, he's the type of player that could pop up and have a good week. So while I definitely wouldn't throw it a win at 750 to 1, well, maybe a little sprinkle here and there. Little sprinkles. I do like maybe a top 10, maybe a top 20, maybe 30, 40, something like that, something in there. Obviously, check at Losing Money WAB for our final pick. For a win, though, I am going to go with Tyrell Hatton at plus 5,000 currently. Hatton has found his game at the Palmetto Championships last week. He was leading in strokes gained tee to green while having just a truly dreadful putting week. So, Hatton has never teed it up at Torrey Pines, which makes him more of a wild card. So, that's why plus 5,000. He's also had mixed results in the U.S. Open, where he was sixth in 2018. Mmm, like that. And then he missed the cut twice in four starts. Oh. So plus 5,000, you don't know what you're going to get. There is potential that everything locks right and he just can win. But putting's the name of the game, at majors especially, it might get a little dicey. dicey. That's why plus 5,000 more than anything else. But still something we're going to be putting money on. Let's go back to the old well. Somebody I've made money on this year. So let's go with Scotty Scheffler. Also applies 5,000. I was actually a little shocked to see the number that high slightly for him. The only thing this world's, by the way, 17th ranked, 17th in the world player hasn't done in his short career is win. And based on his play down the stretch at the recent Memorial Tournament, two weeks ago, he's still learning how to figure it out. He did fade on Sunday when he was really in contention to win. How do I know? Because I was watching the television, holding a ticket, Scotty Scheffler to win, and just ripping it up like I'm at a horse track. He's a big bomb guy, but that fits here. He missed last September's US Open due to COVID-19, but there's no reason to believe this major shouldn't suit him well. Plus 5,000. I, the fact that Scheffler and Hatton are both plus 5,000, I like Scheffler a lot more. So let's go with that. And then the last one is pa- Paul Casey. No, no, I'm not, I'm not that boring. Paul Casey, even though getting a ton of tickets at plus 4,500, I just can't do it. I can't do it. I, I need to look myself in the mirror and go, I'm proud of you. <laughs> you are learning from your mistakes. So no Paul Casey this week. We're going to go with Patrick Cantley at plus 2,500. So he took a full advantage of Ron pulling out of the Memorial a couple weeks ago and had a great ball striking week at the PGA Championship. So a couple good weeks putting it together. He's never really contended at Torrey Pines or at the U.S. Open. But I'm going to ride it because he is a California native and that stuff does mean something sometimes. So there you go. That's, those are going to be our four picks off the top that we're going to be looking at for the U.S. Open. And, oh, just almost on cue, there's the music ending the show, telling me I have to leave you. I'm so sorry. We do have a UFC fight night this weekend, so we do want to make picks. So please go over at WAB on Twitter, on Instagram, where we will be making picks for everything upcoming this weekend, including picks to tonight. I don't care when you're listening to this because they will be picks tonight. They come out daily. Do you understand what daily means? Thank you so much for Losing Money with Andrew Bascom. Can you please subscribe, rate, and review Losing Money with Andrew Bascom on whatever podcast platform you choose to listen to on. If you feel like gambling is becoming a problem, please go to problemgambling.ca. The incredible theme and music that plays throughout the show was done by Nikki Mitchell. You can find our music on Spotify or on Instagram. You can do both by just clicking the links in the podcast description right now. All art for the show was created by Alex Monid, and we are a proud product of Sad Styles Productions. Executive producers Mike Aaronworth and me, Andrew Bascom. Thank you so much for listening. Have fun losing money on the U.S. Open. Please check our picks at Losing Money WAB, and we can't wait to talk to you soon. We'll see you later, losers. He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Get into it!